So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be about the book, which is called Super Thinking by Gabriel Weinberg and Lauren McCann. And afterwards, we're gonna go through some Reddit questions because I think that this is actually a pretty good combination. Just book, which is a lot of information, and then some questions, which could also be a lot of value for some people. But as always, more after the intro. It's every day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It's actually always the same, like, but it's, it's still like, I mean, I guess I'm in, in such a mode, you know, that I'm always going to do the exact same things. And if you kind of also keep attention to what I'm saying, I'm, I'm often saying the exact same things, you know, actually using the exact same words and saying things in a different way and all those things. But yeah, hello, welcome back to this episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And I am pumped for this episode. And as I said, we're going to go through such a lot of value and such a lot of information, I at least hope. So if you want to actually listen to this episode, because you might be on the YouTube video, then please go down into the description because that should be the link to the podcast. And uh, this, lead, this link should also lead you to a place where you can choose where to listen to the podcast on, because you might be willing to listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you are want to actually listen to the podcast it is also available there so you might be checking out the links in the description in general or you just look up the podcast as such by using my name and podcast and whatnot so you're probably gonna find it if you're willing to find it but if you're on the podcast and you kind of feel like well looking at this dude while he's talking about something might be a pretty cool thing then please check out the show notes there should also be everything that you need also the links to my social media channels and or profiles whatever and it's actually already there. So yesterday, I think it's been yesterday. I'm not quite sure. It might also be today. Nah, it's been yesterday. I think it's been yesterday. Yesterday, we went through the first part, which is being wrong less. And today, we're going to go through anything that can go wrong will. And I've been talking about it yesterday as well. And or the day before. I'm not quite sure. Like, I really am not. I'm recording so many things. And I'm also trying to just produce for the next day and whatsoever. So it's just a little bit complicated for me to remember those things. But I do really have to say that a lot of things will go wrong, you know, just no matter what you're trying to do, you know, especially if you're trying to build something, whether it be an audience, a community or a business or whatever, there's going to just be a lot of mistakes you're going to make. And there's also going to be a lot of failures you're going to have. But this is really not something bad. I, up to this point, I really do have to say that there should actually be nobody that actually thinks that failure and mistakes and all those things are actually bad, you know. But on the other hand, I do just have to say that I'm in such a space where this is just kind of one of the main topics that I have to say, well, maybe this is just the thing for me. Maybe this is just the case for me and not really for you as well. So if you're just making a mistake, it is just another way to learn something. You can learn something by reading a book. You can learn something by listening to a podcast, but you can also learn something by making mistakes, by doing something and then making a mistake and then learning from the mistakes and not the failures and not the fails you're having. It is just another way to learn something and it is really not something bad. Of course, you shouldn't be failing in the macro, but rather in the micro, which means that you shouldn't be failing in the long term, you know, just if you know that you're going to fail in the long term, maybe you just have to change something up. But failing in the short term, failing in the micro, which is 
failing today, but it's not gonna matter tomorrow, that's fine, you know, that's okay. But let's actually see what they say. So I'm gonna read. The second thing, anything that can go wrong will. In any situation where you can spot spillover effects, the effect of an activity spills over outside the core interactions of the activity, like a pollution factory, look for an externality, like bad health effects lurking nearby. Public goods like education are particularly susceptible to the, to the tragedy of the commons, like poor schools, via the free rider problem, like not paying taxes. Beware, beware or beware of situations with asymmetric information. One side of a transaction has different information than the other side, as they can lead to principal agent problems or agents. I don't know, but I think it's agent, principal agent problems, which is the self-interest of the agent may lead to suboptimal results for the principal. Be careful when basing rewards on measurable incentives or incentives because you are likely to cause unintended and undesirable behavior, which is the good heart's law. There's such a lot of information and I do really hope that I'm not too fast and that you also understand it just by the words, just by the meaning of them and so on. Short-terminism, so short-term, short-terminism, when you focus on short-term results over long-term results, not investing enough in the future, can easily create disadvantages, can easily create disadvantages, path dependency. Your available set of decisions now is dependent on your past decisions, which is actually something that I haven't been thinking about before. To counteract it, think about pres uh, preserving optionality. optionality. Make choices that preserve future options and keep in mind the pre-auctionary principle. When an auction could possibly create harm, proceed with extreme caution. I think this is actually kind of what I've been talking about before. Like if you're making a mistake today and it's not gonna hurt you incredibly tomorrow, then it is totally fine. But if it is really fucking with you tomorrow, if it is really something that's gonna hurt you tremendously tomorrow, then <clears throat> it's probably gonna be something that you have to keep attention to, that you actually have to think about more. You know, in terms of should I make the decision or shouldn't I make the decision? Should I really do this or shouldn't I really do this? All those things, just keeping more an eye on that and just focusing more on these things and uh, trying to not be too fast while doing those decisions. Then internalize the distinction between irre irreversible, which is hard if not impossible to unwind, and reversible decisions which is actually the exact same thing that Jeff Bezos is doing. So the owner and CEO of Amazon, well, is he actually the owner? But he's the founder, founder and CEO. Let's just put it like that. And don't let yourself scabump to analysis paralysis. Poor decision-making because of overanalyzing the large amount of information available for the latter. Oh, and heat Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Like there's so many different things that I would actually be willing to talk about separately in terms of actually looking them up and just seeing if there's something on Wikipedia, seeing if there's something on other sites as well to just, yeah, kind of broaden the whole spectrum there, broaden the whole just information space there, which might be uh, pretty valuable actually. You know, it, it's probably going to be pretty valuable. Maybe there's going to be some topics for, for the future. Probably, yeah. Because if I'm always in need of information and I'm always in need of some things that I could be going through and then just talking about Murphy's Law, talking about all the other laws that were mentioned here in this short paragraph, actually. But yeah, the third thing is spend your time wisely. Choose activities to work on based on their relevance to your North Star, the guiding vision of a company or person. <clears throat> Focus your time on just one of these truly important activities at a time. 
So no multitasking, which is, by the way, something that I'm not really believing in. But, you know, let's go ahead. Making it the top idea on your mind, where your thoughts drift towards when your mind drifts freely. Select between options based on opportunity cost models. Every choice has a hidden cost. The value of the best alternative opportunity you didn't choose. Use the Pareto principle to find the 80-20 in any activity and increase your leverage, like getting financed to achieve your business goals faster at every turn. So the Pareto principle basically says 20% makes 80%, which means, for example, 20% of the population is having 80% of the wealth and or uh, 20% of uh, the things you're doing are getting you or are letting you earn 80% of your income. And the other 80% of whatever you're doing is going to make the other 20% of your income. So it's basically like, okay, I'm going to do the 20% to get the 80% because why would I do, why should I be doing more? Like 80% is quite a lot. It might be enough, actually. So it's actually a pretty good law, I would say, or a pretty, pretty good rule, more or less. Yeah, more or less. So recognize when you've hit diminishing returns which is the tendency for continued effort to diminish in effectiveness after a certain level and avoid negative returns. Which is basically, I guess, um, when you're doing something and you know that it's not going to have just some some good ROI, some good return of investment in terms of like, okay, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to invest my time into that. But in the end, it is like really unnecessary. In the end, the return is like really small and really minor and really basically also unnecessary, kinda. Use commitment and the default effect, which is scheduling default commitments towards your long-term goals to avoid present bias, which is overvaluing near-term rewards over incremental progress on long-term goals and periodic evaluations to avoid loss aversion, which is getting more displeasure or displeasure from losing than pleasure from gaining, which is actually kind of the main thing that people are having or at least it seems to be the case i've been reading about it i've been hearing it and it seems actually to be the case that people um, are going to be just feeling worse if they are losing if they are losing something then they would be feeling good if they are just gaining the exact same thing like if you would be losing 10 bucks then you're going to feel way worse than if you would be gaining 10 bucks even though it's like actually the exact, the exact same, but it has something to do with our conscious and it's something to do with our mind and it's something that's just built into us by nature. Like it's such a, a really old thing, I know. It's just what it is, but it's pretty interesting. Look for shortcuts via existing design patterns, which is reusable solutions to a problem, tools or clever algorithms. Consider whether you can reframe the problem. By the way, um, the last paragraph, at my point of view, is an incredibly important one. Since it is actually something that can work out for you just really good. Even though shortcuts in general are really not often working. And I'm just, up to this point, I've been always talking about shortcuts, sh shortcuts that they will never be working. And they are just not working. And it is like something you shouldn't be doing, you know, because it is a waste of time. Just because they're not going to work. So why would you actually try to do them? The thing is, in terms of technological things, in terms of doing things in certain software, doing things in, in apps and whatnot, there are going to be some shortcuts and there are going to be some shortcuts that are going to be really, really, really valuable. Something that I've seen, for example, when I'm posting something on, on LinkedIn and also on Twitter, I'm, I'm using software and then I've just seen, it's been like, I don't know, a week ago or something, I've realized that there's also another software that I can use in cooperation with the other one, so that I'm going to be way faster. 
And this is actually what they are also talking about. Tools, clever algorithms, all those things that can save you a lot of work and also a lot of time, which is basically always going to be some some time and work that is like not really relevant, you know, which is something that you could give to somebody else if you would be having an employee, which is something that I'm not having. Therefore, I'm just always looking out for and just different ways and, and other ways to just do whatever I'm doing in a way more efficient and maybe just in a way better way but also in a way that's just nicer for me you know it's just better for me and i like it more and it's not so so much hard work basically you know so that i can actually kind of focus on these things that actually matter more you know because for example editing the video and cutting out all the parts where i'm not saying anything is not really the work that's it's making the video you know it's making the podcast and it's making the video but in terms of the task itself it is nothing that's that's really letting me learn something it's just work you know it's old-fashioned, I would actually say it's old-fashioned work, like, I'm just doing it, you know, and there's nothing that I'm learning by doing it, even though I'm just learning to be faster, which is something that I am learning, and I'm learning different ways to, to be faster in the software, which is the exact same thing that I've been talking about just before, but yeah. Um, as always, the link to this article is going to be down in the description. It's just amazingly information-dense, you know. Yesterday I've been talking about, or the day before, I've been talking about a nutrient-dense food, and it is kind of the equivalent to to food, basically. So this article, because it is so, so, so full of information. And I do really hope that I was able to point it out in a good way, to read it in a good way, to present it in a good way, so that you kind of also look forward to reading it on your own, because it's really not a lot. It really is not. It's probably going to take you, first of all, way, way less, you know, than it took me just because of certain factors, you know, because I can't read and shit. <laughs> but um, it's, it's going to be valuable. And also looking up all the things that you do not really get, because there's definitely quite a bunch of things that I do not get, um, might be uh, a pretty good decision to, to make. How do I feel less lonely? So actually, let's talk about some Reddit questions and let's go through some Reddit questions. And if you do have a question for me, and if you do kind of feel like that, it would be nice if I would be just answering one of your questions, just hit me up on social media. I'm going to just take it into the episode. You know, I'm going to answer it in the episode. You do not have to just post it on Reddit and whatnot. Hit me up directly, whether it be on, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, quite everywhere. The best platforms for me would actually be TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, I would say. I'm not having Facebook on my phone and I'm also not really checking Facebook that much. I'm just posting there. Like, I'm not really a part of the platform. I'm just posting there just because I know that some people are on this platform. So I do feel less lonely when I'm so alone. How do I feel less lonely when I'm so alone? Maybe let's get a little bit more contact. It's a really long one. So maybe I'm gonna just get into it a little bit. I'm sorry in advance for the long read. I just feel like it needs a through or thorough explanation. No one really likes me at all. They just like my convenience. Uh, then when I'm not usually anymore, they throw me away. No one wants someone who isn't a fun friend anymore and that's obvious. I try to be there for everyone whenever they need me, but no one is there for me. If I go through anything, I need to keep it to myself, otherwise I'll push away the few people who don't hate me yet. 
I actually have to say, and this is something that I have to point out, and it is something that I've been thinking about before, and as I've been talking to other people that have similar problems, I actually have to say that I've never ever been having such problems with people. I've never ever been meeting some people or I've been friends with with some people that actually really don't give a fuck about me. I really would say that if I would actually be needing somebody, somebody that I that I know that is just a colleague of mine in school or a friend of my a friend of mine in school, if I hit them up and if I'm going to be like, "Well, I need your help. Can you please help me?" They're going to help me. I don't know I don't know what's wrong actually either with me or with all the other people. Even though it sounds actually uh, like yeah, pretty strong, kind of arrogant, maybe as well. But I don't, I don't really know. It is something that maybe this is just a fortunate thing that I'm having to deal with. You know, maybe I'm just so fortunate that I'm not having any problem with with, with just anybody. Basically, it is just amazing to be to really be honest and to kind of admit that as well. And I'm so glad that I'm having so great people around me. Like all the people in in my school, there they're just amazing. They're just amazing, especially those people that I'm hanging around with just the most. They are just completely fucking amazing. Like, it is insane. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to just meet meet those people. It is amazing. It really fucking is. It's just insane. I'm so happy about it. But, 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 maybe it is just kind of the complete opposite for you. Maybe this is just something that you are having to deal with, you know? Maybe it's just the case that you only have met just really fucked up people in your life and or it is about you. And this is not really something that I want to exclude, you know, this is not really something that I want to kind of be like, you know, it's all about the other people, you know, it's it's not having anything to do with you. Yeah, you know, ch- chances are that it is just only about the people that you're meeting, of course, but actually being honest to yourself and really being honest with, with yourself about the things that you're doing, about, uh, about your behavior, about whatever you're just doing in terms of connecting with other people, meeting with other people, interacting with other people. Be honest with yourself about that and try to maybe understand why you're always alone and why people don't like you and why all those things. Because maybe there is a reason for why it is the case. Maybe there is a reason for why nobody likes you. I don't know. Could be. You know, and it might also be something that you kind of feel like, well, no, um, I'm so poor and, and whatnot. And actually ex- blaming anybody else or everybody else but yourself, which is never ever something that you should be doing, by the way, because it gives them the leverage and you're going to just have no, no power, basically, which is not pretty cool and pretty good. And it's going to just lead to some fucked up places in my point of view. But I don't know. And it is also pretty difficult for me to just give some tips on that or just give my opinion on that and all those things because I I haven't been in a situation like of course I know people that are fucked up and shitty and you shouldn't spend time with them and I would actually kind of I would actually argue that being alone is going to be better than just spending your time with somebody that is actually really negative that you don't like and you know that they actually don't like you like yeah it's, it's probably going to be just better time for you it's probably going to be better for you as well somehow But yeah, maybe just trying to just connect to more people and actually making this your number one goal. Like, of course, it's going to be about just kind of fighting your fears, basically, you know, because you're probably going to have some fears in terms of meeting people about meeting people, whatever. And in terms of like, yeah, it's not really cool thing in terms of it's not really convenient. Probably it depends on how you are and how you're behaving and which type of person you are. If you're an extrovert, it's probably going to be something bad for you. But if you're an introvert, it's not going to be something too easy. But uh, making this one of your goals and just trying to meet other people, just trying to talk to other people, just trying to connect with other people also online. You know, we are so fortunate that we are having the internet. We're so fortunate that we are able to just connect with people on the internet. Still, I also have to say, on the other hand, having friends in kind of real life 
yeah, even though it's like fucked up, like it's so, I'm an old person and I don't like the internet and you should just be doing something with other people in real life, but I don't mean it like this, <laughs> I really don't, but I, I believe like just having friends around and hanging out with them and whatnot is, yeah, it feels different if you're in person, yeah, but yeah. Let's go through the second one. I filled up my water bottle with water rather than sugary lemonade this morning, which is actually a pretty good thing and everybody should be doing this. I haven't been drinking something like cola, Sprite or any other lemonade that's very sugary, even though I actually have to argue that most of them actually relatively surprised by, by the amount of sugar there is in the lemonade because it's actually not that much. Not, not, not that, that much. Of course, if you're gonna drink half a gallon of fucking coca-cola it's gonna be a lot of sugar it's gonna fuck you completely you know it's, it's really gonna not be good but um if you kind of drink like one glass it's still gonna be something but maybe compared to some fruit juices it's it's not so much you know or it's actually the same which i've um, also recognized quite often so i am quite surprised that it's not that much of course it is way worse than you would be drinking actually juices just because of vitamins, just because of, uh, of, of other reasons, just because the, the one thing is fruits and the other thing is, yeah, sugar. And that's quite it. And, and other chemical stuff that's not going to be very good for your body. And on the other hand, just drink water. And so it's a very, very great decision to just leave the sugary lemonade at home and take your water and or take your tea, your unsweetened tea, by the way, and, and all those things. Like, think about your body. Really think about your body. Like, there is so... So many people online, you know, that are giving you tips on how you could be living a healthier lifestyle. I'm also, by the way, trying to do so. Like, you're gonna have way more energy. I, I really believe that I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing at this point in time, like recording at fucking half past 7 p.m. I wouldn't be able to do so if I would just be eating shit all day long. I, I, I really think that way. I really guess so. Because, I don't know, like, you're, you're also not gonna fuel your car with just some crappy shit. You're also not going to do that. So why would you doing it to your body, you know? And buying another car is just, it's going to be expensive, but it is possible. But buying yourself another body is not really that possible. Unless you kind of think about getting another hip or getting another knee and whatever, which is possible, which is cool that it is possible. But you know what I'm referring to. Gonna upvote them fuckers. After looking for some time and reading what you have recommended to others, I would like to get some recommendations based on what I've liked. Well, this is about books, so I'm not gonna tap into that. Former burglars of Reddit, where is one place people should never hide valuables? <laughs> it is actually like, there are gonna be some people that are commenting on that. There are gonna be some people that are answering to that. I don't know if it is something that's really cool if you know that, that some are referring to you, if you know what I'm referring to right now, but yeah. Um, Another image, H is just a number. And it's something that people have been talking about. And uh, oh yeah, it's 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 actually the way. So I didn't reach, which is from Ritual, at Ritual on, on Twitter, I assume. I didn't reach my athletic peak until I was 43. I didn't write my first book until I was 44. I didn't start my podcast until I was 45. At 30, I thought my life was over. At 52, I know it is just beginning. Keep running, never give up, and watch your kite soar. Um, yeah, don't know the last line, 
but uh, I'm completely agreeing with the other things. I, I really like that, even though it is something that's becoming kind of cliche, like a lot of people are talking about it and a lot of people are referring to age as just being a number. And of course, it's just a number. Still, I gotta have to say that a lot of people uh, think about their age as something that's tremendously influencing their life. Of course, it does to some degree. Of course, if you're 90 years old, you're not gonna be as sporty as, yeah as if you're just 30 years old. You know, it's, it's gonna be something different. Your body's gonna feel different. Your mind's gonna feel different. Your mind's gonna work differently. Your body's gonna work, work differently. Like there are gonna be some changes. You know, I'm, I'm really not gonna be like, everything is gonna be the same because it's not, it's really not. But the thing is, if you're 50 years old, you're still having 50 years of your life left. I know life expectations at this point in time aren't 100 years. It's like 85, 80 years, 87 in, in Asian countries, in just Europe, I guess it's just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of also going to be around 80, some sort of, 70, 75, 80, something like that, maybe even older, but medicine is also going to involve, you know, medicine's not going to change, uh, it's not going to not change, actually, you know, it's not going to stagnate, it's not going to be the, the exact same just 100 years from now. This is also going to tremendously, tremendously, tremendously change in the future. And uh, I don't know, just been trying to find some sort of a graph to see uh, what the life expectations are going to be in the future. But there's not really something that I can find. The only thing that I found is, is, is that one from the Harvard University. So maybe let's just have a look and it is a 158 ebook. It's nice. I hope that I'm not going to get fucked in terms of um, actual copyright issues. But yeah, I know there's nothing that I can find here. Still, I believe life expectations are going to rise and rise and rise and rise. You're going to get older and older and older and older, which is going to be something good for people, which might not be something good for governments and economy and all those things, just because we have to take care of the older people, especially if you're living in a, um, I don't know what it's called, but like something like socially economical state where you are just paying for other people by taxes, by other things and, and whatnot. But yeah, I know it's something that we have to deal with. And um, yeah, we're also probably going to retire way later in life. You know, it's not going to be like 50 or 65 or something, even though like just talking about it, just because I can take the chance. People are often talking about retirement. People are often talking about going in, in pension, I guess it's also called, not quite sure. But I actually have to say like, I'm really trying to not just retire or something. I'm really not looking forward to that. And I'm also not really trying to just work up to this point. You know, I'm not going to work up to my pension. I'm not going to work up to my retirement just because I know that if I would be doing that, if I would be having this mindset, then I know that I just, that I'm working on something that I actually don't like, that I'm working on something that's, that's only for the money. Of course, you know, like I can understand it. You know, I really can just spending your time a little bit more with your family, spending your time with more with your friends, just doing whatever you whatever you want to do and all those things. I can understand it. Like, I get it, why people want to retire. The thing is, I don't know, think about the years that you've been spending or that you spent up to your retirement. You know, if you kind of feel like only working for your retirement, isn't it like just a really fucking waste of time? Since you've actually probably been working like a third at least at least a third of your life. It is, it is something. It really is. Really kind of think about that. You know, really try to work on something to do that you like to be doing. First of all, you're going to be, or the chances are going to be way higher for you to become successful since you're able to put in the work, since 
work is not going to feel like work, at least not as much as if you would be doing something that you tremendously hate. But but I don't know. And on the other hand, it's just better. You know, it's just better for your health, whether it be mental mental health or physical health. It's just gonna be better if you do something that you actually like to be doing and if you also do something that helps other people you know it's just another factor that could make everything a little bit better for you a little bit more nice for you a little bit more enjoyable for you but don't really kind of at least i'm thinking about that and i'm thinking in such a way i i don't know i would i wouldn't say that you should be just having a job and then just trying to work up to your retirement and then retire of course, if you want to then just do something else, you know, like writing books and whatnot. But on the other hand, why haven't you wrote books or why aren't you writing books right now? You know, you do not have to wait till you're old. You know, it's, it's actually not really such a good idea. Since when you're old, yeah, you're not going to be in the best shape. Of course, if you're 60, you're also going to be able to just build something. I don't know. I think it's been McDonald's or something that actually built McDonald's when he was like 60 or or something like that, and or Sam Walton. I mean, Sam Walton was also really, uh, really quite old. And just up to this point, his family is really fucking wealthy. Really. I think it's, I don't know if it's his his son and daughter, uh, but or both sons or both daughters, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But they are like, I don't know, the, the 11th on the just most wealthy people on the, on the world, both of them. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Think about that. Really think about it. Think about your retirement. Even though, like, I'm really young, but I really do hope that I'm not I'm never gonna be just doing something in my life that leads me to thinking, like, okay, I know I just want to retire, and that's then it. I don't know. I think it, it would also just be very boring for me. Like, I don't like sitting around all day long. I don't like just reading the fucking newspaper all day long. I don't like just watching TV all day fucking long. I kind of need to do something. Maybe. You know, at least this is how I think about things at this point in time. Maybe this is going to change in the future. It's it's probably going to change in the future, but maybe it's also going to say the exact same. I don't actually know. But yeah, I'm going to end the episode there. I, I really think that it just especially the later part uh, was, was quite good, you know. But yeah, I'm going to see you the next time. I at least hope so. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and also subscribing to the YouTube channel. I would really appreciate it. Like... The amount of work that I'm putting into this and um, like, yeah, it would just mean the world to me. It would really mean the world to me. But yeah, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy, which basically means that you're just going to be a nice person. And then you're also going to be remembered as a nice person. At least this is the theory. It's not going to work practically since there are just going to be people that dislike you. It is what it is. Like there's nothing to kind of change about that. And on um, three other questions that I'm having for you are why I here, what I trying to change, and what is bo bothering you the most. And these three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even some business ideas. Since a lot of people and or a lot of businesses started out with solving something that really pissed them off and uh, yeah, solving something that wasn't fixed up to this point. And there's also probably going to be something that isn't fixed but still really pisses you off. But yeah, I'm going to see you the next time. I really at least hope.